Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. Today is Friday, March 12th, 2021. On this day in 2006, a group of U.S. Army officers committed war crimes near Al-Mamoudia, Iraq. After invading a civilian's home, the men raped and killed 14-year-old Abir Qasim Hamza al-Janabi, murdered her parents and six-year-old sister, then burnt the house to the ground. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from ParCast. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. This episode includes discussions of war crimes, child abuse, sexual harassment, sexual assault, and murder. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today we're covering horrific war crimes committed by U.S. Army soldiers during the Iraq War. Let's go back to Yusufia, Iraq, on the afternoon of March 12, 2006. Fourteen-year-old Abir and her family lived just feet away from a U.S. Army checkpoint. Each day, the six-man team assessed incoming traffic and monitored civilians passing through the region. In their downtime, they ogled young Abir as she gardened in the distance and sexually harassed her as she passed the checkpoint and when they searched her family's home. That afternoon, the soldiers played cards and illegally drank while they were supposed to be on duty. While they took swigs of Iraqi whiskey mixed with an energy drink, 21-year-old Private First Class Stephen Green and 23-year-old Specialist James Barker discussed Abir and her family. The soldiers knew the home was vulnerable. Abir's father was the only man in the house. Green coaxed three other soldiers into helping him perform the unthinkable. He justified it by saying that Abir's family had been supporting their enemies. In broad daylight, Green, Barker, 23-year-old specialist promotable Paul Cortez, and 21-year-old private first class Jesse Spielman marched over to Abir's home. 19-year-old private first class Brian Howard overheard their plans, but thought they were joking and did nothing to stop them. He remained at his post as the four men cut a hole in the chain-link fence outside Abir's home and stormed the property. Green forced the girl's mother, father, and six-year-old sister into a bedroom while Abir was led into the living room. Her two younger brothers, nine-year-old Ahmed and 11-year-old Mohammed, were still at school. Barker raped Abir while Cortez and Spielman acted as lookouts. Then, they traded places. Meanwhile, six gunshots rang out from the bedroom. Green rejoined the other soldiers and assured them the family wouldn't intervene. Then, he marched toward a screaming Abir and sexually assaulted her. 
When he was finished, he fired three shots into her head. The entire attack took less than five minutes. After assessing the destruction, the soldiers poured kerosene on the bodies in a last-ditch effort to cover up their crimes. Cortez struck a match and stripped off his clothes, adding them to the flames. Iraqi soldiers arrived as the house turned to dust, who insisted the crime had been committed by Sunni insurgents. Even Abir's uncle bought the lie. The massacre appeared to be just another anti-government message, but the soldiers wouldn't be able to keep their crimes hidden for long. Coming up, justice for Abir. You discover their practices, seek their advice, and let yourself become more vulnerable than ever before. They have the ability to heal what the doctors can't, or so they say. Hi listeners, it's Vanessa from the podcast series Cults. Be sure to check out our four-part special on miracle healers airing right now. Meet figures from around the world who claimed powers and pushed remedies, but harbored more sinister intentions. You don't want to miss it. And if you're looking for more episodes on the most radical and deadly groups in history, tune in to Cults every Tuesday. From Jim Jones and the People's Temple, to Charles Manson and the Manson family, to Keith Raniere and Nexium, you'll uncover the unscrupulous methods used to turn bright-eyed recruits into die-hard believers. Follow the Spotify original from Parcast, Cults, free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Now back to the story. On March 12, 2006, Four U.S. soldiers orchestrated an attack on innocent Iraqi civilians. 14-year-old Abir Qasim Hazma al-Janabi was raped. Then she, her sister, and her parents were murdered. 21-year-old Private First Class Stephen Green led the slaughter against the family, yet he told first responders that the attacks were committed by counterinsurgents. At first, his lies were effective. He and his cohorts escaped the scene unscathed. In May 2006, Green was honorably discharged from the army after reportedly being diagnosed with antisocial personality disorder and returned to the States. But the truth was already catching up to him. In June 2006, a newly assigned soldier named William Watt heard rumors about the murders. Other members of Watt's platoon confirmed the story. The local massacre had been orchestrated by Green and the other Americans. Watt hesitated about what to do next. If he reported the information to his next-in-command, he could be seen as a traitor to his unit. It could get him killed. Instead, Watt asked to speak with the Army's mental health counselor. 
his confession in that room made it all the way to the Army criminal investigators. Now, there was no opportunity for a low-level cover-up. The case fell into the jurisdiction of the FBI, and the U.S. Department of Justice issued a warrant for Green's arrest. After a four-day manhunt in June 2006, Green was taken into custody in North Carolina. By July 10th, the Army had charged the other three soldiers with the same crimes. Each of them were still on active duty at the time. Green pleaded not guilty, but in 2009, a hung jury disagreed. He was spared the death sentence, but was given life in prison without parole. The case made history as the first time a civilian court had tried an overseas crime committed by a former soldier, but it wouldn't be the last. James Barker pleaded guilty in November of 2006 and was given 90 years in a military prison. Paul Cortez was given 100 years and Spielman 110. Meanwhile, the private first class who stayed behind at the guard post, Brian Howard, was given 27 years as an accessory after the fact for not reporting the crimes. It was undeniable that Green would live out his final days in prison, but no one expected the time to come so soon. In February 2014, 29-year-old Green died two days after an apparent suicide attempt. His death was hardly retribution for what happened to Abir and her family. Her two younger brothers were left orphaned by the unforgivable acts of U.S. soldiers, who were supposed to be charged with protecting Iraqi civilians. One can only hope that more transparency and accountability in the U.S. military can prevent a tragedy like this from ever happening again. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Bruce Kitovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Lori Gottlieb, with writing assistance by Terrell Wells, and fact-checking by Haley Milliken. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 